We were live. All right, buddy. How's it going? Haven't been alive in a long time. And I think the universe is telling me something. It's saying, you know what, mister? You got to get back. Hey, mister. You, you know get, what? You got to get back to those those listeners, those lovely twin shadow casters out there that love us shit. We're here for you. And we're back. Twin Shadows Podcast, episode 31. All right. And what's episode 31 about, buddy? Wait, isn't this episode 30? 31. 31. Watching, wishing, covered in drool. So, dude, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Feeling a little light in the head, if you know what I mean. Oh, yes. I don't know what that means, but that's how I feel. I'm definitely floating away. I can see the particles of, of light in the air, and they're dancing around. But you are very in tune with science right now. I am very much alive. And that's good. Thing things. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, man. So, uh, you've been seeing, you seen any movies recently? Anything going on? Uh, yeah, I saw quite a few movies. Yeah. What's some of the movies you watched? Oh, man? you know, I saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh, is that good? I've been, yeah. I was excited to see that. I, I think it was very good. It, it felt cool. very much the age group it was meant for, which is like 16 year olds. Yeah, so it felt like a very sixteen-year-old movie, which was kind of lame because oh, actually, it was a little I, I hard think to that's relate. cool. Yeah, but I think kids, what you know, around that age would love the movie. That's my really level. Of, that's my level of horror. Once it gets scared to death, <laughs> I gotta check out. Yeah, I, it wasn't really scary. You so. know, I was thinking about it today. Uh, I've only ever seen The Exorcist once in my life. Well, yeah, me too. Like, I don't know. I could never could bring myself to watch it again. I don't know if too many people are like, "Hey, it's a Tuesday. Let's watch The Exorcist." I don't know, but you know. It, that movie traumatized me as a kid. I think it traumatizes a lot of people. How how young were you when you saw it? I was probably six or seven. Eight, maybe. Eight? Eight at the most. Yeah, it's a little young. Yeah, and I just remember just like, and my mom was like, I don't know if you're ready for this. And, you know, like begging. Like, I can do it. I, <laughs> I can, can do it, it. <laughs> I can take that little bitch out if I have teeth. <laughs> And then, no, I was, <laughs> I, I, to this day, it's one of the things that, that I think is so crazy is I'm not sure if I have actual memories of the movie or if it's <laughs> what I've created in my mind over the yeah. years of being afraid of. Well, then you can never watch it. And I'm, exactly. Yeah. And I can never watch it again. And I'm going to have to watch it again because of this criterion list. And yeah. I think maybe it will dissolve some childhood trauma. Seeing it now with an adult eye and yeah. like re-experiencing it. Yeah, definitely, man. Damn, I brought that back on topic. Oh, oh my goddamn genius. All right, what's the next topic? All right, dude, you ready? Yeah. Should I read the what I wrote? <laughs> Not if it's offensive. Do you remember what I wrote? No. Kevin Faggy Schlarhor. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's why I don't remember. I couldn't read it. That's the point. <laughs> I was like, oh, he had another stroke. No, that's the joke. I know. Okay, I'm glad. All right. Well, dude, I'm pretty, I'm pretty R-worded. Things go over my head and definitely way under things. All right. So we're back in the news. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Twitch Shadows News. All right. Kevin Feige, he's going to do a Star Wars franchise. Were we talking about something that we'd never even discussed? No. What was the last question? This is the first question. What was the question before that? (laughs) You totally asked the question, bro. Didn't you? Let's review the tape. <laughs> Go to the tape. <laughs> I, I literally have no idea what I just said. Okay. Uh, so now we're talking about Kevin Feige. Yeah. So yeah, we're, this is the start. This is the start of the podcast. This is the news portion. Maybe we said something amazing and great. <laughs> You'll find out in the tape. Uh, but 
So Kevin Feige's in the news for announcing that they're going to do a Marvel-esque Star Wars franchisee universe thing. Thoughts? <laughs> oh, no, guys. Steven. Steven. Steven, you're not allowed to go, buddy. Oh, his last words. I love Star Wars. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. It will be enshrined on his grave. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that he'll sounds... bury him next to Star Wars. <laughs> it sounds awful, but it's so genius, and it's gonna possibly retcon the entire series <laughs> thus far. You know, yeah. like revamp it. Yeah, and it'll probably bring a huge uh, viewer base because I think Kevin Feige now, especially, is very known for being like the connection of all these Marvel movies. Yeah, so I think it's gonna be a stellar success. It's gonna make millions of dollars and billions. Gonna, it's gonna make billions of dollars. <laughs> And I'm gonna want to, you know, hang myself. I think it's the it's either you could see this as an evolution, or literally just something entirely new coming back and just like destroying the thing it is that we loved by turning this into a two to three movies a year release, drown you in Star Wars and comic books and I mean, while all these things are great, I mean they're it's good. It's like it's an embarrassment of riches because nothing's nothing that they've been putting out is truly bad. It's just heartbreaking and heart wrenching and evil. There's some and of it wrong. that's been truly bad, dude. And yes, but I mean, at least for speaking for Marvel, not Star Wars. God, don't get me started. Star Wars is awful. Some of it has been truly bad, dude. <laughs> no. Yeah, it has. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So just having like, I don't know, just like, I, I just don't like the commercialization of everything. How everything has to be a franchise now. Yeah, and it's just like it's giving me a lot more respect for these filmmakers that are putting stuff out today. That it's just that's not yeah a franchise that's new and original. It's like damn, we, just, we have to champion these guys. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking about something interesting when you have like because it's basically all of these forced franchises, right? Yeah, but I would say the only successful one has been Marvel because all of the franchises before that have been franchises that grew organically. Yeah. Like Star Wars turned into what it is now organically. Harry Potter even. Lord of the Rings, you know. Yeah. They they had these larger stories to tell. It had this whole story arc, not kind of like making it up as they go, forcing that thing like you have with the Marvel movies, right? There's no like huge arc that they really know probably. Yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, Marvel's the only successful one. So I think that, what was my original point? Kevin Feige taking over, making making it successful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, he might have a hard time. He's uh, our verdict. He's gonna have a hard time. <laughs> he's gonna have a hard time, but it's gonna be, it's gonna make billions, and you know, it's gonna be like the biggest movie. Yeah. So, in back on some more franchise news, like uh, some something that I th- I just this just eats me up, and it makes me so sad. About the original cast coming back to Jurassic World 3. Oh, yeah. Isn't this just, like, I don't know. I mean, I know there are people that really, really love those Jurassic World movies. It's just not me. I'm not one of them. Um, No, uh, you gotta love them, dude. (laughs) They're so bad. They're so bad. They're so fun. Like, the second one was so fucking awful. But it was Uh, fun. It was one of those good, bad movies. Which is sad because the original Jurassic Park was Shut a legitimate up, movie. Shut up, Mike. Shut up, Mike. The Klaska. 
But yeah, dude, I can't. I don't know. Really, to me, there's only ever been one good Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. That's the first one. I thought the third one wasn't too bad. I mean, I don't think it was a okay. decent sequel. Jurassic Park is maybe a nine out of ten for me. And I don't know, it might be a 10 out of 10 for me, man. <laughs> and then, okay, so even uh, bigger, there's no other movie that's more than a 5. Yeah, definitely not. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the disparity here is a real issue. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they, the last one, they literally had raptors that you, you could use a gun <laughs> to shoot people with oh, that a raptor would then use as a targeting system. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Now, it would have been kind of cool. I couldn't finish it. You know what would have been more interesting? If they were selling them to hunting reserves, you know, they're Nothing like, hey, is. you can purchase this raptor and put it on your island so you can hunt it. That might have been a little more interesting. And it would have made a lot more sense. These movies are just dog shit. Who cares? They are really dog shit. Yeah. Who cares? But it was, it was so bad. It was good. Now, I got to admit, I do love Ian Malcolm, whoever Laura Dern's character was. Yeah. And Neil Patrick Harris. No. Neil Patrick <laughs> Neil Simon, Simon. <laughs> yeah, Neil no. Simon. No. <laughs> Simon, Jack, Neil, Jack, Jack. Uh, no, I don't remember. Sam Nielsen. Sam Neil. No. Sam Neil. Sam Neil. Yeah, we'll get oh there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get there. Sam Neil. Pretty big R, you know. Yeah, We're yeah, part of Team Rocket. I actually you know love Sam Neil. He's like one of my favorite yeah, actors. Yeah, so probably. I'm excited to see all of them come back and to have that dynamic. Don't you remember Star Wars? Don't you remember Star Wars? Yeah, but see, Do you remember what they did to Han? <laughs> but see, Do you remember what they did to Leia? Like, Do you remember Luke? If Sam, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. But yeah, like if Sam Neill's character dies, like he gets eaten by a brontosaurus, I'm not gonna give a shit, right? Like when they did that to Han, <laughs> Laura Dern dies in poop. <laughs> yeah, she dies. She drowns in a poop. Like it's not gonna offend me as much as poop. when they killed off Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. So I don't really care as much. Chewbacca. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, to me, they're not. I guess they're not that legacy character. Yeah, I like just Sam Neill, but and <laughs> what's his name have came back. Yeah, right. Like, well, Laura Dern had like a cameo, cameo right? in the third one. Yeah, she's like, "Hey, I'm pregnant, fucker." <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, she's probably like actually out making a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't think that's the case. <laughs> She's out. Yeah, she, that's probably like the same time. No, it was not. Her career got pretty rough for a little while because she's such an amazing actress. And now yeah. look, she's getting older and she's kind of hitting that older actress mark. And people are like, oh, Laura Dern, Laura Dern. Like, oh my gosh, she's so amazing. It's like, motherfuckers, where were you when she was throughout her entire <laughs> career? You know, you she, fucking fake. I mean, I always think she's been amazing. Yeah, she's an amazing actress. Yeah. Like, wasn't Blue Velvet, because we were talking about this earlier, wasn't that one of her first movies or something? Yeah, I think it's her first. Wasn't she great? She just has this natural... Oh, yeah. Fantastic. to her, yeah. I mean, that she's so adorable, you can't help but fall in love with her. <laughs> and it's like, damn, man, I'm in love with Laura Dern. And it's like... And then you watch, like, uh, uh, that other movie she made with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> A Heartbreak something. No idea. Sorry, Dean. My <laughs> but like half my brain is like frozen. But yeah, so the make... other half is like seeing spots, and like then like there's like a tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny like microscopic reason why it's not a hundred and plus percent is it's not even a registrable <laughs> number. It's oh, gone. No. Oh, nobody, <laughs> come back, come back. All right, now I'm back. 
But I would say for Laura Dern, we love you. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. I don't remember what I was going to say. See, you made me forget what I was going to say again. Sorry. You motherfucker, you. Joker concerns again in the news. More. So, like, what's going on? Do what? What do? Why is <laughs> the news so crazy about this movie when, like, even though most people still haven't even seen it? Because, like, people SJWs, are hell being like, bro. this is the greatest movie of all time. This is the best superhero movie ever. And it's like, why is there so much? Like, why is the news? And it's also the opposite news that's going on, right? Like, uh, there was the uh, Aurora, Colorado, the shooting, the massacre, the tragic uh, tragedy. Yeah. Um, those yeah, parents man, penned, just put it on the downer, bro. Those parents pinned a letter uh, with concerns about the movie because remember the guy that at the yeah. thing he dressed, he was thinking he was the Joker. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, because remember it happened during Bat Night, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And it's like, man, maybe I don't, but I'm like, but then what's the solution? You can never have a yeah, bad guy. Right. You can never make the joke. Like you got to out, write out antagonists because all of them can be idolized. Yeah. Yep. That sounds great. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's sad. Like uh, it's sad. It truly is sad, but we can't let it control us. Right. We have yeah, to, I hate it. censorship. And then yes. I don't think we should give into fear either. Exactly. I think that's how you conquer over things like that. You yeah. fight it. You fight it, kid. Do you understand? You gotta fight it. You fight it and you gotta stop. But you I'm hate a, it. But Whatever I, thing you got. But okay. I'm a bum, Mick. You think of how they always play your dad? I'm a bum, you. Mick. And they said you were retarded. You remember? I remember, Mick. Yes. You hit him. Thanks for teaching me. You hit him. Thanks for teaching me how to read, Mick. Mickey, you're not allowed to die, Mickey. Oh, <laughs> kid. Uh, you hit him, kid. You hit him. I'll kill Mr. T for you. Okay. <laughs> Are we getting Oscars? I mean, I feel like it's just uh, something that's going to happen. Wow, buddy, you legitimately made me laugh that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Miracles can happen. So I guess, I, I mean, something, uh, uh, pushing all the news aside, do you want to see Joker? Absolutely. Are it's you Joaquin excited Phoenix. to see Joker? Yeah, it's Joaquin Phoenix. I want to see him in anything. So you told me to ask you about your plan to save the DCEU. Okay, well. So we're talking about the Joker. Okay. Who's, well, who's going to save the DCEU? How are you going to help? Well, see, I think there's two ways to go with this. So I think you can do the serious, grounded, Nolan-esque ones. And then I think this Joker is resembling that kind of style of yeah. approach. You mean a real movie? Yeah, a real movie. But it has to be also a good movie. You can't be doing Aquaman this way. Yeah. Right? Or if you do, you have to do it very intelligently, well-written. So I think you can go that way, but that's not realistic. And those movies probably won't make as much money as your more Marvel-esque type comic book movies. Yeah. And then they're bad at that. So maybe they should go in this other direction, too, I was thinking. Which is to kind of absorb... The comic book plot, like the true older, like, you know, when there were five cent comic books. Yeah. With like kind of cheesy storylines. Yeah. Adam West-esque. Yeah. Because I was thinking of like, I had a dream of this, that I was Superman. Okay. okay. Oh God, that sounds so embarrassing saying that out loud. <laughs> but I dreamt I was Superman and I was fighting Everybody two villains. <laughs> Everybody. And they got like pumped up and one of them turned into like She-Hulk and she was like extra strong. Yeah. And she snapped my neck so bad she completely <laughs> twisted my head around. 
Oh. So I was seen backwards. Whoa, but you're Superman. Yeah, so I didn't die. Oh. So I was just like walking away like that. <laughs> and I was like holding my back because it was killing me from being like twisted. Yeah. And then I couldn't like, I lost all my powers because I was so humiliated and beaten so badly. <laughs> Did you like I couldn't throw- fly or use my lasers. <laughs> oh no. That's like every dream I have. So I was thinking, I wouldn't think- it be a cool movie <laughs> where they do the old serial comics, right? <laughs> Why does this have to do with your humiliation? <laughs> Well, like if they had a oh, silly shit. one that, <laughs> like fucking Chris Gremlins, like in, like instead of having what all the Marvel movies have now, which is like save the planet, the world's gonna destroy, it's all or nothing, it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, the super big stories. Yeah, you could do a smaller one like the uh, one Superman that you really liked as a kid with Kevin Spacey. Oh yeah, Superman Returns. Superman Returns. That was a legitimate sequel. Yeah, and it was a smaller movie. Like you could do a Superman movie where. Lex Luthor just zaps his power. Yeah. And it could be about him learning how to become a superhero. People would hate that movie. No! So, I thought it was so good. They would hate that movie so bad. Like, you gonna make a movie about Batman? He's not gonna be Batman in it. <laughs> like, dude, I mean, I think the idea and concept is brilliant and it's genius. I no, think but it would be an you or- take bat you take <laughs> Superman's cape off. And people are gonna throw a fit. Well, because I was kind of thinking of it like a uh, origin story, an origin esque story where you don't follow him as a kid. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea I was thinking. I think we should make a movie called The Nihilist Superman. Oh, okay. And Superman is just like, he's like, Donald Trump is president, China's <laughs> evil communist bastards. And all this stuff, right? So Superman is just like so fed up with all our bullshit that he abandons Earth. Yeah. And it's just like, fuck y'all. And he just like takes Lois Lane. So you're just talking about Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Zack Snyder, (laughs) huh, bro? Huh? And you want to insult my idea, huh? You want to call me a heck? Oh. Deck them in hate them, sorry. (laughs) Please do not set me to hell. Speaking of hell, James Wan is making a new movie. His, he was in the news this week. <laughs> James Wan. His newest movie is titled Malignant. Malignant? Yeah. How do you oh, feel okay. about James Wan? You, uh, I really respect you him. you a fan? I think he does exactly what he needs to do within the genre he's working in. My like, problem- he's pinpoint, he knows how to do the movie for the genre. Yeah. Like, he's very good at that. Yeah. My concerns with James Wan are... He's very formulaic, but he's so good at executing exactly. the formula that that it's respectable. Exactly, and like, it's admirable. It's like, damn, dude. I mean, I've good. enjoyed all of his movies. I mean, maybe not Aquaman. I don't really remember Aquaman. Yeah, but it was ex- well. If you were very high and we watched it, it possibly <laughs> at a very bad quality. Uh, <laughs> dot dot dot. But I think if yeah. you were to see it, you'd be like, okay. I mean, yeah, it's what you would what an Aquaman movie should be. Is it? And I don't mean that in a, as a compliment necessarily. Like, didn't we see a really good Aquaman movie on The Boys? The Boys. <laughs> that was a weird giggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was extremely proud of myself with that bit. Um, where were we? Oh, yeah. Aquaman. Okay, fuck. Whatever. I'm done talking about that. That movie okay. sucks. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I kind of like... Oh, God damn it. Speaking of Aquaman... <laughs> I like that. After he comes off making this like super billion, gazillion dollar movie, he just went right back to making low budget horror films again. Yeah, well, they're, I mean, yeah, they're low budget, but I mean, they 
kill, dude. They make tons and tons of money. No, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he goes from making Aquaman, right? Which has... Yeah, he's doing it for the money, bro. He's like, hell yeah, give me another hundred million right here. Two hundred fifty million dollar budget. Conjuring fifteen, baby. What do you think? Two hundred, two hundred mil, two hundred fifty mil for Aquaman to direct it? No, no, no. Uh, The budget to direct it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> you want to direct my picture? Okay, two hundred million dollars. Yes, I'll direct whatever you want. What do you want to see? I'll direct the fucking Trumpest greatest president ever documentary. I'll make the shit dollars. out of the greatest documentary you ever see. Um, what? <laughs> the budget for Aquaman. What do you think oh, it was? Like two hundred mil? I would say mil? three. Three? I would think three. Yeah. So I mean, like he. Like, I mean, imagine the pressures of making that movie, right? If you don't make a billion dollar on your return, like, you probably, like, like lost people some jobs, maybe even, like, cost some lives, man. But what, maybe not, that's pretty, that's pretty, (laughs) that's pretty extreme. But what I mean is, like, you go to that, and then it's, like, you get, like, a $50 million budget, you know, almost, like, literally 10%, or, like, 10 times less. Yeah. And it's just, like, man, just to be able to jump back and forth. I admire that. That's very impressive. And I, I also like that. It's like, well, no, uh, I only make big budget, blah, blah, blah. I need to keep making Hunter yeah. Mill of directing. Like Michael Bl- Bay or something, right? Yeah. Or uh, James Gunn. <laughs> oh! Yeah. So edgy. So edgy. He's an edgy machine. No, I'm just saying, uh, has James Gunn made an original movie in a while? I don't know. I just saying, I don't know. I don't know. So you're saying Guardians of the Galaxy 2 wasn't that original? I'm saying it was a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, a Marvel MCU movie. I'm just saying, uh, it's not Slither or uh, Super or you know, or Tromeo and Juliet. You know, where hey James Gunn? Where's that? Where's that? Where's that at, James Gunn? I know you, people think you make movies because your name's on everything, <laughs> but we know the truth, James Gunn. We know. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> oh, this got. James Wan, James Gunn. I mean, come on. Could they be any more similar? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought you actually liked these two. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I love both of them, but damn, that was funny. All right. And we've come to the Criterion Collection. This continues with tonight's film, number 89, Come and See. Steven. What was it also known as, buddy? Kill Hitler. Kill Hitler. And so, it definitely made me want to kill Hitler by the end of it. So, man, I think there's a lot to unpack with this movie. Um, I'm going to come out right ahead of the gate and say, I'm going to speak for Steven and I, when I both say we absolutely loved this film. Yeah, definitely. I I mean, it. they don't make them like they used to. Yeah, for me, definitely a 10 out of 10. I know I'm jumping the gun, but... That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, this is like an easy... I mean, so maybe like, <laughs> adjust no? your bias when you're oh, listening okay. to this because uh, we're both 10 out of 10. <laughs> this movie was just too good, honestly. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and also, any fault we, we, that you can have with the movie can be explained away with and balanced out immensely by the quality and execution of this film. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was just... Yeah, it was it was an experience. I would say the greatest war film ever made. Yeah. I mean, it's the greatest war film. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, I haven't seen all the war films, but Well, I mean, it feels like it's beaten every great war film that I've, I've seen. I've seen a lot of war films though. 
flags of our fathers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was. I don't think that bit was going anywhere. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but well, I have seen a lot of war films. Um, so would you say what? Well, how high would it rank for you? It's number one for you too. It's the best war film because it's the best anti-war film. It's yeah. the best war film because it's the hardest, one of the hardest film, war films to watch. Yeah, it's so visceral. Um, just so visceral. And it makes you just, the cinematography is so tight and, and like awkward throughout yeah. it, but it engages you and it pulls you in and kind of makes you break through into this intimacy like with uh, Glenn Fittich. What's her name? Glendora? Glacia? Glacia? Glacia. Glacia? Glacia? Sorry, Glacia. Yeah. Yeah, with her character, you know, you kind of like, like GL- you like you like IE or something. Fell in love with the character and everything, yeah. right? Yes. And you so quick. And you fell in love with the kid too, you know what I'm saying? Not in a weird creepy way. You know, I'm not trying to be weird. I don't know if I fall in love, but you definitely pity. Yeah, but I mean you you care about him. Yeah, and, you empathize and, with him greatly. Yeah, and you 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 don't it kind of makes you feel like you're him in a, in a lot of sense, I think. Yeah, it does. And uh so before we get too ahead of ourselves, Let's talk about the uh, what is the movie? Um, it's Star Wars. Yeah, good. Tell, this, tell tell me about this, good buddy. This movie is Star Wars. If you delete the star in Star Wars, it's wars. That's what this movie yeah. is. So let's talk about. I'm going to tell you. Gave you an introduction of the plot. Tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. It's about a boy who lives in a rural area without much other people around but his family yes and he idolizes his father and wants to be a soldier and pretends to be soldier and does wants he idolize his father that's never established no he doesn't it's more like star yeah, wars so, he doesn't eh, please okay. continue <laughs> let's see if you pass i'm pretending okay uh he's pretending to you know play soldier he's digging through the trench the old trenches and finds a rifle, or some might say lightsaber. I, I, I mean, I would not want to assume anything, <laughs> Mister Lucas. <laughs> but I think someone may have advanced knowledge of this movie. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, you know, some some partisans from the resistance come by, essentially looking for force. In recruitment to a, a join up. Who's the kid who found the gun in the trench? Yeah, that's uh right because that's how the village feels. Yeah, like and they're like very like we don't dig we don't mess with that stuff. They're kind of superstitious about it, like the old man is. And the partisans come and they take him and like a, an old guy away, which kind of gives you the idea of how desperate they are. They're taking a young fifteen year old kid, and named Luke. <laughs> <laughs> A Skywalker. What was his name? Florian? Floria, yeah. Florian? Florian or Floria? I think it was Florian. Florian, yeah. Or we're completely wrong and it's but it starts yeah, with an F. Probably. Sorry. Starts with an F. Uh, <laughs> There's an F in there, definitely. And an L and a Y, I'm pretty sure. Uh but yeah, so Florian uh, is you know, he's taken away to a resistance camp where he's fine, you know, he's gonna get to play war, finally. I mean, like, he's looking up and there's, like... He gets to join the Rebels. Yeah, he's, there's these really, like, tough dudes. Like, Han Solo. I mean, uh, Hans... <laughs> <laughs> Hans. Uh, Hans Schwarzel. <laughs> he was the toughest motherfucker in the Rebel Alliance. Yeah, and there's, you know, like, 
<laughs> like uh, Lubaka and uh, uh, what's that? Uh, <laughs> what's <the fuck? laughs> so there's like a bunch of people he's looking up to, and they give him a bunch of like weird, odd jobs to do. Yeah, and like he's staying up on night watch and things like this, and all of a sudden they get the call that they're gonna march out. But didn't Luke immediately progress? No, wait. This is just the early part where he gets the road to droids. Oh my say. god, we're barely there. <laughs> we're at the droids. We're at the droids. No, we're at the droids. Oh my, okay. We're at the oh droids Lord. with the sand people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get comfortable, <laughs> sit back, <laughs> and just relax. Yeah, so so they're all leaving, and he is told, you know, like since they're leaving him behind as like guard or rear guard or whatever. Or as the res- the backup to the reserve, or whatever he is, whatever they're leaving him behind for, they're leaving him behind. Yeah, and they ask him to trade his nice fresh boots with these old, torn up ones for one of the vets. And him and the the commandant, the leader of the group, the lieutenant, whatever, he was banging this chick named Glasha, and he leaves her behind because there's Glacia. no place for her in the war, right? Glacia. Like she doesn't need to see the things that, that that's gonna be going on over there. So they go yeah. so they kind of are left behind together and develop a bond. And while he's taking her back to his house to like meet be with his family, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> stack some hay. He's like, My place are yours. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, Oh, you know, you like my sisters and blah blah blah. And then boom, the movie takes off. There I mean, is, I felt like it took off before that. There's a bomb. Bang. He goes deaf. Bang. Boom, boom, boom. No more trees. Okay. And he's on the run. They're on the run, right? The, there's a bombing. He has to get, but they start running back to the village. And then they get to the village. And Aunt Bira and the blue milk is spilled. They're both, they're all dead. His, everyone in his village dead. Fried to a crisp. You goddamn stormtroopers! You bastards! <laughs> Floyer says, you goddamn stormtroopers. Goddamn cocksuckers. So then, he says, I have to go and be with my people in Alderaan. And he runs to Alderaan. And it's gone! The town is destroyed! Okay. Okay. <laughs> so he knows. Okay, he knows there's like a safe place that all his people go. Like I think you're kind of forgetting what uh, plot you're talking about there a little bit, buddy. Am I mixing them up? But yeah, yeah a little a, bit you are. So he, <laughs> he, you know, he in in he's this is all he's like feeling. Oh, my family's gone. He's in emotional distress, and he runs into this bog because he knows like the people would be hiding in the marshes, the island. There's like a little island that they hide at. So well, he also starts to go crazy, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because he sees his family. Yeah. And then he sees the old man, right? Yeah. Somewhere. And that really sets him off because the old man blames him. Yeah. For doing it. So he lives He lives with not only being the only survivor, but with... But that's after the bog part. We got to talk... We, yeah. When is that part? That's right after they get out of the bog. Whoop. But we got to talk about the bog. Do we really got to talk about the bog? That is one of the most intense scenes I have ever seen. I was like gripping my hand i was just like ah. i was i felt like i felt like i was being pulled down like I think that was just a heart attack buddy yeah maybe oh no uh i think i felt i was being pulled down watching this scene like the only thing keeping them this them up is this rifle 
and he's kind of leaving Glacia Glacia behind. Yeah. And just like goes mad and is just like screaming and swimming in this just like thick body. I think like I thought I was thinking a Treyu's horse in a never ending story. Like they were swimming across yeah, that swamp yeah. of sorrow, man. Except this was real. And they were drowning because <laughs> they weren't happy, but real. But in a movie, that's not real. Yeah, but who knows if they might have died. <laughs> right. So literally they get across and like what Steven said happens. He's met with another traumatizing event the old man that is lying there burnt alive burnt to a crisp alive utters his last breaths that blaming the child but he for he, bringing the germans to their village but he befriends someone before that is that the han solo yeah the guide who pulls him out of the bog remember because someone saves yes. him and then takes him to the yeah um, sanctuary yeah and then episode seven happens and they kill him you bastard! <laughs> so they fought, so uh, yeah, while you said you're right, he did befriend his Han Solo, and uh, he essentially just wants to get out of there. So they're planning a raiding mission to get the Bog Marsh people some more food and supplies out of a warehouse, a Death Star thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Okay, uh, Lucas, I'm watching you. <laughs> uh, uh, so and they and they set off. Um, Han, Chewie, and uh, the kid, and then that other uh, the Yoda's pro- there too. Yeah, this was a dark one that, uh, considering what happens to uh, all of them in this one, yeah. So, I mean, they and then it becomes it's like an assault on this warehouse, and then they realize the Germans have already been there, there's there are too many there, there's no way they could get there. So, they find this guy that is like an appeaser or like the teacher, the police officer guy. Yes. And they like are like he's like the chief of police or something make him, like they make him there. like strip down and lay in the mud and roll in shit and get cow shit all over him, horse shit all over him. And then they steal his fucking cow. Yeah. Because they're like, well, the cow will give milk. And there's like a scene where they're like desperately drinking the milk out of the teat of the cow. Because like they haven't had food in days. <laughs> and it's just like, man, it's really starting to set in, right? Like you haven't eaten in weeks. You see a cow and that warm milk that you see just squirting it right in your hand. Yes, like, we want some milk. We want some milk. <laughs> yeah. And man, and then it's like one of them dies. No! <laughs> There's a hail of gunfire. And that's Obi-Wan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Obi-Wan. That, yeah, there you go. Obi-Wan, Han, Chewie, and Luke. Uh, Except what happens to the others <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it's like if Star Wars, it's like if Star Wars happened, and they killed Han Solo and Chewbacca in the first movie. George didn't have the balls. <laughs> that goddamn coward! <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't follow through. He was supposed to kill them. Okay, so hail of gunfire, boom! One of them dies. The cow is still alive. <laughs> it's like the cow from fucking uh, that Kung Fu Hustle or whatever. <laughs> What the fuck? Uh, remember the movie, the the crazy movie with the guy that the white no, I guy. I try to forget that one, man. That knows the karate. Wait, Kung Fu Hustle? No, that's the good one. I was thinking Kung Fury. No. Yeah, Kung Fury. You're right. Yeah, Kung Fury. You're right. You remember it better than I did. Oh, that's the one where he, the cow shoots the milk at him. <laughs> that cow. So that cow's in this movie, and it dodges all the bullets. Oh, <laughs> and then sadly, when our it doesn't dodge all the bullets. It literally, it doesn't. 
and it dies. We and believe gets, that the cow is definitely killed. Yeah, and it gets uh, shot and recorded, and dies in real which life. Which is pretty graphic, because like you're watching, it's like, wait, this is just too. And they're just, this sit, is just and they weird. just zoom this in on the cow's right. eye. And yeah, just, as it flutters back and forth. forth, and then no more. In fact, they probably even played that maybe a little bit in slow mo, huh? And fluttering, and the guy hides behind the couch for what seems like could be days, and he gets up. And leaves because he has to go get a cart or something. This cow meat cannot go to waste. And he meets a guy with cart full of hay. It's like, hey, we have to go back and get this cow. Like, you understand? Like, there's all these people in my island <laughs> that are dying because they're hungry. Yeah. And the guy's just like, dude, you don't know that they're like Germans everywhere. <laughs> Wait, how is this Star Wars? Uh, they're in. The, they, <laughs> <laughs> He's been stumped, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is where He's it, been <laughs> stumped. Okay, this is where maybe the Star Wars stuff doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Star the, the, Lucas. I guess he got away. <laughs> you got me. You got away this time, you bastard. <laughs> Your story isn't different enough. Unless it turns out like one of the Nazis is actually his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that'd be awful. <laughs> that, yeah, that would have been, been so bad. Yeah, that would have been really, really bad. And way too Star Wars. <laughs> um, so, damn, we're talking about that, and then we're going to talk about what the movie's about. Shit, <laughs> I'll speed oh, it up. Shit. I'll speed it up. But it's probably been five minutes, <laughs> so yeah, it's probably dude, not so, so bad. fucked up, so who knows. Um, so, the guy's like, dude, there are Nazis everywhere. Like, there's no way we're going to go back there. And he eventually talks the guy into going back to his village with him. And he's like, yeah, they don't know about or my cousin died or my brother died like last year or son died. Yeah, it was and, like a uh, nephew or something. And this was his name. He like, it wasn't recorded. He drowned. Something like that. We, you can pretend to be him. No one, the authorities don't know that he's been dead. He's dead. So he like assumes the identity and goes back to this village and is like staying in this house just crammed with people. There's like, it's almost a wallpaper of people in this tiny little house and they're all pushed in surrounded around this table. And then <laughs> so fucking high, bro, this evil Nazi Holy shit. bastard. Very, you know what? Almost a, you know what? Tarantino stole this straight. Oh, <laughs> he ripped this oh, off. Tarantino stole my buddy. He ripped this shit off. Him what and Lucas were in on it together. <laughs> This what scene is straight movie? out of Inglorious Bastards. The scene where he goes to get milk on, <laughs> or to get the juice, but he drinks the milk Hans uh, Grouper or whatever his name is. <laughs> oh no, Hans Grouper. That's a dialogue. And it's Hans Gruber, not Grouper. <laughs> oh no. Uh, shit. Is it Grouper like a fish? Yeah, I'm sorry. Alan Rickman, I'm sorry. Oh God, Alan Rickman, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I called you Hans Grouper. <laughs> what was I talking about? <laughs> oh, you evil bastard! <laughs> I don't. I'm serious. I'm so sorry. Uh, you were talking about how uh, John McClane would show up from the mud <laughs> and shoot all the Nazis, and you'd be like, "Yes." I don't know what you're talking about. That's what you're talking about. Oh, uh, Tarantino stole. See? Tarantino stole. Uh, stole this scene from a glorious, before glorious bastards, right? Nazi sits down, demands food, looks around at the group, you know, kind of inspecting them. 
eating their food. I mean, they're starving. They're hungry. And this guy's just fucking sitting there eating all their bread, like soup. And it's just like, he's eating like a nice warm meal. And they all look all emaciated and gross. And oh, oh, I mean, they look gross. Like in a bad way. <laughs> Damn, dude. Uh, okay. but, but I mean, like, like they've had a rough couple of days. Yeah. And yeah. then he just stands up and like a, another German officer comes in and like starts eating and talking. And then they all get marched out of there. And the kid gets pushed into this barn and all the Germans are in there asking do you, who are parents? Who's this? Who's this? And they get pushed into that. Barn. <laughs> God damn, dude. Yes. They're all packed in. And then how the packed Germans start leaving. There's That's an asshole, on, like super asshole German guy that has like swastikas all over his helmet. They like bully him. He has like extra swastika. Yeah. Because he's a traitor. Yeah, because he's one of the he's one of the Belarusians that joined, and they all pack him in, and it's really tight in there, and then a window opens up. Hey, anyone anyone that's not with a kid or parent or a child, a man can come out here with us, and our main character, little Florio, jumps <laughs> out. Why does his name keep changing every time? <laughs> little Florian jumps out. And phosphorus grenades are thrown into the, the barn. The bullets riddle the shackles all over. They shoot through the women, children screaming. And that ain't enough. They gotta burn them. Flamethrowers launch out, igniting. Our main character sits there staring at this all happening in front of his eyes. And then the whole town is burned. People just shot in the streets. An old lady carried out from her bed. Just so she could watch as they taunt her. And then they leave. The Germans just pack up and go. Leaving the town destroyed. Half the, more than half of the people dead. Yeah, it felt like everyone. Yeah, and, and it's real. And then the resistance comes after. Because the Germans were kind of just pushing through. This was like the Blitz. This is very Blitzkriegy. Like they were just going through burning everything in Russia at the time. Um, and then it's like the resistance is there. Oh, wow. They captured some Germans and our guy comes over and is going to just shoot them. And then someone's like, wait, wait, no, we got to think of something more horrible to do to them. Like, we can't just kill them. Like we have to chop off their legs or something. Right. Like he's like pleading that they get to torture them first. And then a girl comes up and just like, she just blasts them away. She kills all of them. And the kid walks away, you know, horrified, looking ages older. I mean, starts out 15 and he, you could pretend he's a 30 year old, a 30 year old man. And he walks over and there's a picture of Hitler floating in a pool and he shoots it. Bang. And you see some crazy Holocaust stuff. Bang. A Hitler, uh, bombing of like stuff. Bang. Hitler talking to a little boy. Bang! Hitler fighting in World War One. Bang! Hitler as a, a, a little kid. Bang! Hitler as a baby. No bang. He can't do it. He can't kill baby Hitler. And thus the movie ends. Yes. That's the director on the commentary. So it says that there's still hope and still that innocence. Left. Yeah. Because he won't kill baby Hitler. I kill you, baby Hitler. I drown that baby. <laughs>
easy to kill, baby. <laughs> Especially baby Hitler. That's the easiest baby to kill ever. I got the award, so it must be true. And that's the movie. And as we said before we started talking, and by probably ruined every experience anyone ever, ever watched that movie after listening to this, <laughs> because I'll be have them all distracted because they'll be trying to think find connections to Star Wars <laughs> and Tarantino. <laughs> Watches with an open mind <laughs> and a clear head. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. It's heartbreaking. It's not an easy watch. Um, there's some very graphic and horrible images uh, in the movie. And uh, it's just, man, it's tough. The cinematography is fantastic. Um, they do some wonderful stuff with Steadicams and close-ups. Like the floating, the floating camera that, that, follows, that flows with their movement. It's so off. It's so unsettling. It's that it, and it just makes you uncomfortable. And it's like, wow, you're, this movie's so good at putting you in that kid's shoes. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> Holy shit. I sit. <laughs> I sit up. I have not been beaten by the Lord and Savior above. I have risen. It's only been 40 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> I've been <in> hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cut.